0: What is up everybody? Thank you for tuning in. This is the Matt Ramage show presented by Quick Trip. We have ourselves a new defensive coordinator in Green Bay and I got a great guest today to talk about that, let you know who he is, uh, what kind of defense we can expect. But before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to Quick Trip sponsoring the podcast. All right, they got the take home meals. Make sure you check them out. You know, they got lots of different uh, varieties and uh, they're at a discounted price right now. So if you're going to try to take home meals today, right now is the time to check them out. And uh, they obviously got the hotspot situation too. So if you're hungry right now, you don't want to cook, uh, check out the hotspot. They got all types of good stuff. And, uh, you know, that beer cave, you know, that beer cave. Yeah, I, 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 I could live in that thing. But big uh, shout to sure Quick Trip, I appreciate and sponsor the show. I remember when it was just a dream to have Quick Trip as a sponsor. And now... Uh, now I'm part of the quick trip team. You know what I mean? But let's bring in the guests over here. Uh, we, Oh, see, I screw this up every single time. Right, here we go. <laughs> but, uh, we have Clayton over here from the Packernet podcast. What is up, Clayton? How you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, man. Doing good, Matt. It's always an honor to hop on here with you, buddy. When I got the invitation, I said, man, let's see if we can carve this out real quick. Cause it's, uh, it's like therapy coming on here with you, dude. We just laugh, you know? And, uh, the way Twitter goes sometimes, bro. I need a good laugh. You know what I mean? Because it's uh, yeah, it gets rough out there in Twitter streets,
0: <laughs> dude. It, it, not even just Twitter, but like Facebook, like the like everywhere. Like you try to be positive, like, hey, I'm excited about this. Like that guy sucks. And then <laughs> we'll talk about that. But uh, you do um, you do a lot of podcasts where I'm packing it. Like let everyone know what you do. I know a lot of people have seen you before, obviously, and, on this show and on yours. But uh,
1: let let everyone know. Yeah. So basically it's real simple, you know, Ryan Schlipp, he has Packernet Podcast Network, um, you know, the original Packernet Podcast. It was my favorite podcast. I listened to it, yours, several other different Packers podcasts and um, you know, came on board with him just doing a little bit of extra podcasting on his network. And, and our podcast is actually called Packers total access. Uh, we started with that. Now we're doing two shows a day on average. We've got good morning Lambo. And then we got Packers total access live. Both shows are live on YouTube and then you can get them in podcast form under Packer net podcast, essentially. So that's what we're doing. And, uh, just trying to trying to save my marriage on a daily basis because I'm up here talking ball more than I'm hanging out with my wife. So there you
0: go. Yeah, they they don't like that as much. My I've I've been married a long time, so she's like, "Go ahead, talk about the Packers. Get out, <laughs> get out of here." You know what I mean? Right. But uh, we're gonna talk about this new defensive corner. That's why I want to bring you on because I like to bring out people smarter than myself. But before we get into that, I, I want to give a shout out to Nicolet Law. All right, also a sponsor for me, and uh, you see the billboards everywhere. I got to meet him. Very Wisconsin dude. Got a wisconsin tattoo on his forearm which i thought was awesome uh so if, if you want a lawyer that you can trust someone bangs up your car you're fighting with the lawyers and whatnot have a smart fellow that's also as wisconsin as you uh he's um he, he, he's an awesome guy you need someone smart but also someone you can talk to you know what i mean but all right so let's get into this thing clayton the packers have themselves a new defensive coordinator everyone was like when it happened they were like who is this guy myself included I didn't didn't know who he was, but that's not saying much. I don't know. I didn't know Matt LaFleur before he he was here. I mean, I did a little bit. I heard to a certain degree. I heard his name before, but uh, I'm an idiot is what I'm trying to tell you. But so, uh, (laughs) so I I, want to break it down a little bit because I studied up a little bit, not as much as you probably, but uh, I see what he's going to do. But like, let just like a basic to start to saying, out, who is the Packers new, new defensive coordinator?
1: Yeah. So essentially it's, it's Jeff Halfley. And I was just like you, Matt, I had no clue who he was. Um, You know, we had a list of about five top candidates that we were really excited about potentially getting the job. I think three of them got got requested for interviews or at least requested to speak to them. And then of course, out of left field, here comes, uh, you know, Jeff Halfley. And it's like, who in the world is Jeff Halfley? So when you start diving into it, first of all, He's, he's never been a play caller to the best of my knowledge. So he's never called a defense before Um, his specialty is secondary coach, right? He's kind of worked with secondaries in the past and, you know, anyone who, who kind of pretends like, Hey, this is the type of DC he's going to be, you know, everyone's free to do whatever they want. I think that they're kidding themselves thinking that we, any of us understand exactly what kind of defensive coordinator he's going to be. We don't know what kind of approach he's going to take, right? Because, you know, you can look at his college tape from this year, although it's my understanding he didn't call the plays. and, And if someone in the chat knows that to be different, please let us know because I'm asking everyone on Twitter, like, does anyone know if he's ever called plays on defense? So if that's the case, we don't know what his play call style is going to be. But with him being the head coach of Boston College last year and for the last three years, I believe, you can kind of look at their defense and know, okay, he's a defensive minded coach. I imagine their defensive scheme would be kind of in the mold of what he would want it to be, obviously. Right. So I don't know what his play calling is going to be like. But as far as his history, he was with Boston College the last three years. He spent one year with Ohio State, and people think he was the defensive coordinator there. He was what they refer to as the co-defensive coordinator. And the Ohio State connections I have that I've been asking, they're saying he did not call plays there, so that's okay. Before that, he was with the San Francisco 49ers. I think it was from 2016 through 2018. So he coached under a couple of different coaches there, but Robert Sala most recently, right? So Robert Sala obviously got the head coaching job with the New York Jets. And I guess the best way to try to dive in and say, okay, what kind of defensive coordinator is he going to be? I imagine he would be more cut from the cloth of Robert Sala than anyone else, seeing that that was his most recent kind of understudy. Because, you know, we all know that him coaching under Ryan Day at, at Ohio State, Ryan Day isn't a defensive minded coach. Right. He's more of an offensive minded coach. So he probably didn't have you know had little impact on how he was going to call the defense in that regard. So um that's kind of just a a very broad sweeping way of saying here's what we're kind of expecting. Now, as far as how he ranked at Boston College, I like to look at those numbers. I like to look and say okay, how successful was he? He wasn't very successful at Boston College from a defensive standpoint. But at the same time, you know, Boston College doesn't have like this top tier of talent. It's not like they're this powerhouse yeah. Program Right. So what I did was I just went in and immediately and actually on our show here in a little bit, we're going to be doing a chalk talk episode where we're breaking down the X's and O's, 14 plays from the game between Boston College and and FSU, Florida State University last year, which Florida State was the number three team in the country. And the reason I chose that is because they almost upset Florida State University. And at the same time, it gives us a good idea of, okay, this is probably one of his best coaching jobs, even though they lost for like three points. That's definitely the number three team in the country. That's a tough match, right? So it'll give you kind of an idea of how he wanted to attack that team and more specifically a team that had a mobile quarterback, right, in uh, in Travis. So um, when I broke that down, if I were to kind of let you know, Matt, okay, here's here's what I've seen on the tape of those 14 plays, which were the most impactful. He ran cover one man, eight eight of those 14 plays, cover zero man, four of those plays. He only ran cover three zone once, and he ran goal line zone once. So at least in that one game saturation, the biggest game of the season for them, it was mostly man coverage, right? Now, many people were saying he loves press man, which means they're going to play aggressive at the line. The people who hate Joe Barry, they want to hear that, obviously. They want something more aggressive, playing less off, that type of thing. When I In that one game, I just didn't see it that way. Um, you know, when you looked at how they played across the board, they brung four rushers six times of those 14 plays, five rushers seven times and six rushers only once. So they weren't very blitz heavy. Right. They played a lot of cover one man and they brung the most part five rushers. OK, and that kind of matches up with what Green Bay and most defenses do for the most part. Robert Sala in New York, which was, like I said, the most recent NFL coach that that Jeff uh, Jeff Halfley coached under. He just mostly brings a four-man rush. I think he does that 80% of the time, and it's like one of the top four-man rush percentages in the entire National Football League. So when I say we don't know what we're getting, we really don't know what we're getting. Yeah. He gets here. So um, I'm excited, though. I'm excited for a change. Um, I just hope people don't create an unrealistic expectation on – all of a sudden this defense is going to just completely change into something we haven't seen i think you're setting yourself up for failure because it's not they're not going to come in and play press man 80% of the time like it just doesn't work like that and when when you when you seen the man coverage that he ran in that game against florida state he ran mirror match press uh mirror match press man but only ran press man like there was only like three defenders in that entire 14-play saturation right where they actually play press man so this whole notion that he's just going to come in and just play a ton of press man i just don't i don't see it or at least not to the level that people think so i don't know if that, yeah, that I, is a question or not but i i don't think that you
0: can re- like realistically play like man press man like all the time like you're gonna get beat i do that in madden all the time <laughs> audible boom you know hit the down button right. <laughs> i don't even know what button you gotta hit to do it but uh i'm i'm always playing press man and um I'm always blitzing, so I'm always getting sacks or, beat, you know, burned. So, but I, I don't think it's going to be matted. But um, w- one thing I, I saw, P- Peter Bukowski on uh, Locked On Packers, he, he he had a Instagram clip that I saw where he was saying, like, one of the most interesting things is, like, when he was with the Niners and, and they fired everybody, but they right. kept him. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, that that's saying that, like, uh, an, an NFL team valued him. He, he was there. Uh, he stuck around. And um, then he ended up getting, I think, the head coaching job. So, like, he moved on after that. But, like, I, I think he he is a respected guy. Like, people act like he's, like, out of nowhere. And it's, like, Matt LaFleur's right. buddy. First of all, I don't I don't think he is. I think someone actually I don't, I don't either, came yeah. out. Yeah, someone actually then came out with one of the media guys said that they were not buddies. Like, he knows them through people, but he never coached with them. They weren't long-time buddies. Like, first of all, the whole thing about buddies and, like, they don't want people are like i don't want him to hire his friends most of the coaches in the league when they get a job they go and hire their friends not their friends but people they coached with right. people who they respected like they were a secondary coach they were the linebackers coach they worked together like hey, i respect that guy's mind he knows what he's doing and then they bring him onto their staff that's kind of how the nfl works so i don't think that that's even a bad thing but i don't think that he was his buddy but um i just like that like a, a lot of the clips that i saw i was watching on youtube some of the uh, interviews he was doing and other players talking about. Richard Sherman had some good things to talk about him. Like he uh, ex- explains the game, like Richard Sherman was saying, very good. He explains the game plan. He explains to the defensive players very simply of what they want to do. I do like that he plays a little bit of press. I do like that he's aggressive like i i, I said through this whole thing i want an aggressive defensive coordinator i don't want someone like playing off all the time i don't expect them to play press and blitz every single play like right. it, it's, it, it's not madden that's what i do and i don't win all right i right. i do all right but uh i quit madden i'm done with it because i lost in the playoffs and i was like <laughs> i'm done with it this game sucks i blame the game but it was me First of all, I start to drink. You know, I I start to get too aggressive. Oh, that's the sometimes. worst,
1: man. That's the yeah,
0: worst. <laughs> like you get to the playoffs now, not now. You're like nine in, and then all of a sudden you're like just slinging that thing. You're doing the Mike McCarthy thing. We
1: just eat that defense, thing down the field. On defense, it's engage eight the whole time. Let's just blitz Dude. eight.
0: Let's just blitz eight. We're good. You look, I I do that. I I blitz eight. It'd be like five water shooters set. Like yeah, I'm not out of one! <laughs> We're going for it. It's either going to be a sack or a ninety-yard touchdown. But uh, I, I am excited about it. Uh, I hear that he's like um, uh, secondary friendly, like secondary, like like the, 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 the your corners so. are. Yeah. He makes corners better, and Jair Alexander is already a beast. So hopefully, uh, he's going to be happy, at, which I, I I think will be. And like Matt Lafleur talked today. Did did you see that that press conference? Uh, which one? With with Matt Lafleur. He was talking about. Uh, I saw the clips. I didn't watch the, the whole thing because I have a job. But <laughs> from what I from what I got about that uh, from a lot of people on Twitter is that uh, Jair Alexander absolutely is not going to get traded. First of all, and I oh, never yeah. thought he was going to. Oh yeah, you talking about Goody.
1: Yeah, yeah, Goody. Yeah. Oh yeah, Goody. Not 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 Matt Floor. Goody was talking today. did, hey, Goody did you see that? Town, oh, they asked him. They oh, said. Yeah. Uh, did you ever give any thought to trading Jair? And before they could say Jair, before they could get it out of their mouth, mm-hmm. he went, "No, no." No. Yeah, I I never thought that
0: that was a, even a possibility. First of all, the cap situations—we don't oh, have to get all that. But like, it would be murder for the cap situation. Yeah. Only way that he would ever gonna get traded is if he was like uh like he wanted out. Like he was like, "I'm done. Get me out of here." And that's not the case. Like he's over here yelling at reporters. The pack is back. Like I think he loves Green Bay. He seems to. Yeah. Um. Another thing people were talking about: Aaron Jones. They want to bring him back. They want to be back. They might have to work on the work on uh. Uh, on the contract a little bit and uh David Bakhtiari according to other people's opinions because I didn't watch it is that David Bakhtiari maybe won't be back next year uh like I say according to people's opinions
1: he didn't say it straight
0: out but uh did you watch
1: it yeah I watched the entire press conference and uh so
0: what did you think about what what he had to say and uh did you have anything to say about uh about the defense and like how
1: they think it's gonna run I can't remember exactly what he said about the defense. He, I, I know he did say that, you know, they're, they're kind of exploring all options, essentially, is what he said. You know, these GMs and coaches, they do a great job of spending a lot of time saying nothing, and that's a good thing. Like, you don't want to tip your hand on anything. You don't want to put any bulletin board material out there. You don't want to upset the locker room by saying, you know, giving too much information. But I think what they've done is they went through and they found someone who is geared into – Coaching the secondary mainly, right? Um, many people don't don't realize that the secondary took a huge step back, not a huge step, but a, a step backwards last year as far as passing yards per game. It went up. Um, it just wasn't a good look overall. Now, the thing that I noticed, we broke down every single game this year on our podcast. We do what we call chalk talk, what we're doing tonight. And we take and we go through and watch every single snap three times. And we try to narrow it down to the top 10 plays, not top 10 highlights, but the 10 plays that had the biggest impact on the game. If it's a loss, typically eight of those 10 are going to be negative plays. If it's a win, typically seven, to eight of those plays are going to be positive. Right. Um, yeah. And when you when you really kind of dive into what's going on on the field and and actually, you know, the the plays that are called the assignments that are getting blown, the biggest thing that stood out to me last year were there were just blown assignments everywhere and there was missed tackles. Now, immediately, some people say, well, you're just defending Joe Barry. No, that's Joe Barry's fault too, right? But to just try to chalk it up as the scheme is flawed, that's why I'm trying to kind of let people know, like, hey, you might want to, if we think we're just going to come out and play press, man, 80% of the time, like that, let me give you an example, Matt. And and just to kind of put things into perspective, the Dallas Cowboys ran... The second most man coverage last year in the entire NFL. Okay. They ran man coverage 37% of the time. They still played zone 46% of the time. Okay. So when people hear, yeah, we're finally playing man, they immediately think, okay, we're just, we're we're only going to be playing zone, you know, 20% of the time. It's not going to be it unless he in and completely flips the NFL on its ear. And I really think Matt LaFleur picked him because. He's a good communicator. He specializes with defensive backs, right? That's that's kind of his bread and butter. And uh and he he's going to get someone in here to to run the defense he wants him to run, right? You've seen him start to do that with Joe Barry towards the end of the year. The defense got better, too little too late, right? But they yeah. still finish right around top 10 in scoring. Here's the problem though. Like what's it going to and I'm being honest, what's it going to take for Packer fans to be happy? Like we were we we were in in the top 10 in scoring defense most of the year, right? People forget the first half of the season, the defense kind of carried the load. Then Jordan Love just absolutely freaking exploded, right? And then all of a sudden the defense starts to trail off, right? So I think we finished somewhere around like 12th in in scoring. Would it take us being a top five scoring defense? Because if we look up next year and we're hovering around 10 to 12 to 13 ranked, it's going to get loud again, man, right? So I put – I put quite a bit of responsibility on the players because when I turned on the tape, I didn't find myself going, "Man, this is horrible coaching or scheming." I found myself going, "Why is that guy standing in space with no one within eight yards of him? Like, he's got to know I'm not covering anybody right now, right?" So, <laughs> if if players aren't willing to adjust to a certain extent, I don't think things are just going to get drastically better. With that being said, you had to make a change because they they stopped oh, yeah for sure stopped responding to Joe Barry, no doubt. Yeah.
0: So like. You brought up Jordan Love. Uh, I I think Goody kind of mentioned it today. Like, we're going to build around Jordan Love. Like I say, I I, I didn't watch it, but I saw the clips and, like, all the graphics. Everyone's talking about it. Um, You expect Jordan Love to get a a deal over here this offseason? What do you think? I mean, I I think, obviously,
1: he's going to. But uh, what do you expect that to be? True. We had the numbers pulled the other day, and I don't have them pulled up right now. I wish I'd known. I would have had it ready for you, Matt, but – we looked at the fair market value. I could look it up real quick as you're talking here in a second, just to get you the exact number. But I think what Goody said at the press, or matter of fact, I'll try to do it right now. Um, what Goody said, let's see how see how I'll multitask here. This is probably yeah. Can, can you multitask? Because, hey.
0: because, because Jordan Love deserves the money. I saw a lot of people on Absolutely. Facebook talking, a lot of people in my comments saying, Don't break the bank. But this is Jordan Love's first real contract. He's gonna want to get paid, and he's got an agent, and his agent is not gonna be like, "Well, you know, he likes Green Bay, and everyone's happy." And a a lot of other people are saying, "Well, let's let him play out the year." Like you don't let your quarterback play out his last year. You don't want a quarterback playing on that on that last year. You want, first of all, make him happy. He's earned it. Like he sat, he did the right thing. The same thing Aaron Rodgers did behind Brett Favre. He shut up. You're the backup quarterback. Don't talk. Just do your job. Get better prepare Jordan Love did that he he was he he was the the whatever you want to call it, the the good employee he he, he didn't call a, cause a roughest. he uh he practiced he got better uh and everyone knew he was better in that locker room outside that locker room people didn't really realize it but uh Jordan Love is an absolute boss and he deserves the money so what do you think you're going to get
1: I rambled long enough for you oh, to you, get good. you great man I should have <laughs> given you a thumbs up and said you're good now. um so first of all goody was asked today and he made it pretty clear like yeah we're we're gonna take the next couple of months and begin those conversations and goody people skills 101 just painted the perfect picture he's like yeah you know they're they're really his his team essentially his agency that's working with Jordan is like they're really good people to work with you know we're excited about sitting down with them and talking about getting and yeah. that type of thing perfect played perfect by goody right so if you go to Spotrack, and Spotrack, they absolutely absolutely nail these things. I followed it the last two years. And when they put a calculated market value, Matt, it is unbelievable how close they get it. This is a big number, but this is what they have as the calculated market value. Head now, <laughs> they have average annual salary. So this is essentially kind of your averaged out salary cap hit $44.8 million per year. All right. So they have market value set at four years, 179.4 million dollars with the average salary coming out, like I said, to forty-four, um, yeah, 44.8 million. Now, how did they come up with that? What they did was they took players of similar age and similar kind of uh, results, I guess you could say. So they took Justin Herbert. Right. They took his contract. He he was 25 years old when he signed the contract, right? Very similar. I think I think Jordan actually might be 25 himself. They took Baker Mayfield who just signed a one year four million dollar deal. He's 27 years old. They took Josh Allen who signed a six year 258 million dollar deal. Um, he's 25 years old, or when he signed he was 25. And then they took Sam Darnold one year 4.5 million. They averaged all that out. They kind of added in somewhat of an inflation, what have you, right? The base calculated value. They compared how they how they averaged. Amongst or how he compared to those specific players statistically, and what they came up with was a median prime percentage of eight point two percent and an average prime percentage change of eleven point three percent. So what that comes out to is four years, one hundred seventy nine point four million, averaging forty four point eight million dollars. Now here's the key: how long is that contract going to be? And if yeah. if Goody feels confident and and knows all right, Jordan is the guy. What I want to see happen. Is something kind of like what they did with Patrick Mahomes. The longer you make that contract, what you have now is structure in place to where you can now have maneuverability within the cap. And what that means is, you know, yeah, it it may it may average out to a forty four point four million dollar cap hit. You notice most of these quarterbacks are never that against the cap. You can now start to move that money forward and backwards. You know, when it comes to that contract, like if you if you wanted to absorb a big cap hit this year, you can shift it up. And what they do is they take base salary and they take roster bonus. They convert it to signing bonus. And then you can spread that money out over the duration of the contract once it's kind of set in place. Now, the key date is obviously May. By NFL rule, by league rule, to the best of my understanding, they cannot sign him to an extension before May. So I think it's going to be, it's going to come to mid to late May or later that you'll hear of a deal getting done if indeed they do come to an agreement. Now, Goody played this perfect because he's still under contract for one year. If they wanted to play hardball, right, and I don't think they will, I think Jordan wants to be here. I think that, yeah,
0: the
1: fact that they traded Aaron Rodgers after a three year, $150 million contract. And they said, you know what? We're ready to move forward. That's what gave me the most hope and love. It's like Goody wouldn't be willing to do that if he didn't think Jordan was the guy. Right. So I think that they put a lot of trust in Jordan. I think Jordan appreciates that. It's not to say he's going to leave one single cent on the table, nor should he, but I think that it's going to put him in really good standing. You want to avoid that franchise tag. But what I was going to say is he's under contract through 2025. And you've got two years you can franchise tag him. Now, we know the Packers like to stay away from the franchise tag. I don't think that's in the game plan. But if you looked at it, the Packers really have all the leverage in this negotiation. So if Goody plays it properly, I can see Jordan kind of giving, I don't want to say a team friendly deal, but him being a little more, a little quicker to say, yeah, let's go ahead and ink that. But that's what Spotrack is showing, though, man. They're showing, like I said, um, you know, four years, forty-four point eight million. Um, you know, Goody. I don't know if he's ever done a contract for five uh, for more than five years or even five years, really. So maybe I'm just kind of dreaming, hoping they do a long deal. Mm-hmm. But if they did, the longer the better, as far as being able to maneuver that cap a bit. So, uh, yeah, I, dude, I think, yeah, this, like, oh, man, I, I mean, it's just what he did last year, Matt. God, bro. ridiculous. It was it, I was I was blown away because I was halfway through the season people on my pod were going, "We need to see what Sean Clifford's got." We need and I and, yeah. I, and you know what? I'm not going to BS you. I wasn't sitting there going, "Guys, Jordan's the guy. Jordan's the guy." I was going, "He's struggling." You know like, "But we need to see him for a full season." And bro, he came out in that second half. You talk about mental toughness, and he was just like, "Get on my back. Let's go. Watch this." Off yeah, like, cause like, I, I I'm obviously like the most optimistic fan
0: ever, and there was a point where I was like, "What's going on, bro?" Like, I, I was all in on Jordan Love, and like, I was all in about seeing the whole season, mm-hmm. not like you know quitting because obviously there was that streak, you know, where the defense wasn't playing good, Jordan Love wasn't playing good, nobody was really doing a lot, and uh there was a lot of injuries, but still he wasn't really showing that 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 flare. They had right. a you know a few here and there, but um. I, but I still always thought, like, just let him play out the season. Like, let him see right. something's going to happen. And then it, it did happen. But even the most optimistic fan as I am, I didn't expect for him to do what he did. But, um, yeah, he he's absolutely deserves to get paid. He should get paid. And you shouldn't even ask a player, uh, especially a young player on his first really big deal. Right. Like, uh, this is going to change his whole family's future, his, you know, his grandkids, like uh, – so I wouldn't ask to take less, but like you, like you say that like the Packers are in a situation, so maybe they can get him out a, a little bit on the cheaper, not crazy right, uh, right. team friendly, but maybe just a little bit friendly. Uh, but yeah, Jordan love is the future. So like, I mean, like people are saying, because like I've been pumping up Jordan love, right? Especially after this season, uh, after the, you know, he, he got hot. People are like, you don't want to blow up his head. Like, dude, he's not watching my Facebook page. <laughs> right? He's not, right. He, he's. I don't think this outside noise is going to affect him. Matt LaFleur said, right, after the season, he's like, next year, this is not going to be the youngest team in the league. And even if they are, that's not going to be an excuse. This team is dialed in to win. Winning is the the expectation. Jordan Love playing great is the expectation. I'm not saying that everyone expects him to play, you know, every season, the greatest uh, quarterback in the league type numbers. We don't need that. Like, we – with a team, if they build it right, shouldn't need the, uh, you know, all these fancy numbers. Get right. Get a quarterback that can win. I, I don't care about numbers. It's about winning, and, and winning is a whole team. It's a defense. It's running back. It's a wide receiver. These wide receivers are young, dude. I, I'm absolutely in love with this, uh, with this wide receiver group. But oh, let yeah. me ask you this: about Aaron Jones going mm-hmm. into the season, talking about contracts. Uh, I think pe- pe- people were saying on Twitter, like maybe though that contract gets reworked, uh, they want Aaron Jones back. Do you think that Aaron Jones is gonna be back? I, I think he's going to be, I think that he's a heartbeat. Like, I think Matt LaFleur actually, or Goody might've said this. Someone said it, that, uh, Aaron Jones is absolutely the heartbeat of this team. Like you've seen that, that video, I posted a video on Instagram. It has like 60,000 likes. That's not normal for mine. You know, I, I, post a video of me talking it gets like 400 likes maybe. <laughs> whatever it gets a few likes the Aaron Jones pumping up a- after a fumble, young player grabbing him, Say, keep your head up. Aaron Jones is a true leader. Everyone said it before the season start. Aaron Jones is going to be the leader of this offense with a young, you know, first year start enjoying love first year, a lot of rookies, a lot of second year players. Uh Aaron Jones is very important for this team. What do you think that that looks like going forward for Aaron Jones?
1: Yeah. I mean, Goody made it really, really clear today. Aaron Jones, he even said he's the heartbeat of this team. Um, yeah, You know, so- he, you know, it's funny because not that we're talking about Bach. I love Bach personally. I want to see Bach back for the right price, not that thirty-nine million dollar cap hit. It's just not going to happen, and I don't think anybody's kidding themselves to thinking it will. But when he mentioned when he mentioned Bach, he was like, "Yeah, hey, we got to see where he's at in the process." When yeah, I mean, he was oh. like,
0: "We'll see what happens," because that's mentioned, like my wife, and she's like, "Hey, you need to clean the basement." I'm like, "Yeah, we'll see what happens." You know what I mean? You never know. <laughs> when he mentioned Aaron
1: happening. Jones, bro, it was like. He's the heartbeat of this team. That's the plan. You've seen how, how everything changed when he finally got healthy, when he was out there. It's a whole different dynamic on offense, that type of thing. So he's going to be back. Now, last year he took a pay cut, but many people, it kind of went over their head. Yes, he took a pay cut, but they guaranteed him some money too. So essentially what you're looking at this year, his cap hit a $17.5 million, right? He's not going to play on $17.5 million. It's not going to happen. So when they did that last year, yes, he took a technical pay cut, but they also converted some of the base salary, some of the roster bonus to signing bonus, right? So what they said was, look, here's going to be your cap hit number if you do want to stay in Green Bay. And like Aaron Jones pointed out, he said, you know, everybody's talking about, yeah, I took a pay cut. I still made more money this year than I ever have in my career, right? So yeah. it wasn't like they said, hey, you ain't worth this. We're going to pay you, you know, pennies, right? Yeah. And he still he still made a, a decent amount. Like his cap hit last year was only $7.8 million, but what they did – was they tacked on three voidable years for 2025, 2026, and 2027. So when they converted that over to signing bonus, they then took that signing bonus and spread it out over the duration of those voidable years. So he's on the cap for 2025 at 2.4. He's on 2026 at 2.4. He's on 2027 at 1.6. But in 2024 this year, his cap is 17.5. I say that because, the skeleton of that contract is already in place. So what he's got is 11.1 million in base salary. Okay. So he's already got a restructure bonus, that type of thing and everything, right? You've got your signing bonus of 3.2 million. You've got that 11.1. They can go to him, ask for another pay cut, convert some of that base salary to signing bonus, and then spread it out over the duration of those voidable years. They could also just convert it and, and slap it on the cap this year too. You know, everybody looks at the cap, not everybody, I shouldn't say that. Some people look at the cap and they go, well, we ain't got no cap space. There's upwards of $85 million in maximum restructure that the Packers can do. Now you're saying, "What is? what are you talking about restructure? What I, The very thing I just said, converting base salary and roster bonus into signing bonus. Why do the players do that? Because you write them a check right then and there. A roster bonus means you made the roster week one. OK, so they can cut you at any point and you miss out on that roster bonus. Once they convert it to signing bonus, that money's in your pocket. Right. Yeah. So that's why they're willing to do that. So when I say there's eighty five million in maximum restructure, they're not going to use eighty five million maximum restructure. The number I came up with when I broke the contracts down as far as simple restructure, realistic restructure would be fifty point nine million that they could free up in restructure. Do I think they'll do that? Absolutely not. Could I see 20 million? Yeah. So when you look at the players that are kind of primed for those restructures, the first one is David Bakhtiari. If he wants to pay, if he wants to continue to play for Green Bay and take a pay cut, there'll be a major restructure there. I think that it's realistic to say they could free up 10 million in cap space there. Okay. Now, if he wants to play hardball, they cut him outright, they free up 20 million right off the bat. Whether they trade him, whatever. And there's a little June 1st clause and stuff that comes into play. I try not to get too lost in that. You can you can kind of cross that bridge when you get there. Second is Kenny Clark. You've got really roughly eight, eight point one million you could free up really easily with Kenny. Same thing, Jair Alexander. Everybody's talking, not everybody. People were talking about trading Jair Alexander, mm-hmm. right? That's off the table. But you could do a simple restructure for about 7 million. Aaron Jones, simple restructure, right? Five point six million is what I came up with, and what I did was took the number and cut it in half. So I'm being very conservative here. Uh, Rashawn Gary, same thing. Just signed his new contract. A little bit of restructure. Four point one you can free up. Elton Jenkins, four point five you can free up. Devondre Campbell, five million if you decide to keep him. Now, if you cut him outright, what's going to happen with Devondre Campbell is essentially you're you're only going to free up two and a half million. So I'm not on that team. Cut Campbell. That's not me. I like Devondre Campbell but I also don't think he's going to play for the exact cap that he's on right now. So I just say that because they've got a lot of room to work with. Now people ask, when will this happen? When, when do you see this taking place last year, Aaron Jones's contract happened. I think it was February 17th. If I remember correctly, somewhere around there, if I remember, uh, don't quote me on that. I didn't have it wrote down in my notes, but we talked about it on the pod the other night, but if you go Google, Aaron Jones's contract uh, restructure from last year or just put Aaron Jones takes pay cut, whatever that date is, it's around that time you should see them making decisions on David Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones, people like that. And I totally expect Aaron to, to similar ballpark as last year. There'll be a pay cut. There'll also be some guaranteed money written out in check form for him, put it right in his pocket. I expect Aaron Jones back, no doubt about it, man. No doubt. There we go, baby. Yeah. There we I, go. I, I I know that you only have a few minutes left because you have
0: your own show, and I want to make sure uh give everyone a shout so that they, they can go watch your show. But um, so do you think like a, a quick answer? Do you do you, do you think Dave, David David is a packer next season?
1: I think I think it's the ball's gonna really be in his court. But if you if you really listen to what Goody said, one thing I like about Goody, he may dance around the question a bit, but he's honest. He's as honest as they come with the GM. Like, it, you can tell – sometimes it's what people don't say that says the most, right? And everything he pointed back to was the injury. Like, hey, he's going through this whole injury thing. He's got to get back first. I think there's a realistic chance that Bach looks up here. You know, I know he's planning on playing from what I've heard. Um, You know, we were having beers the other – I'm just joking. I I don't talk to Bach. I'm just talking about (laughs) comments he's made in the past. It sounds like he's trying to make that comeback. Um, But it's going to come down to – you know, can he, can he be a hundred percent or even 90%, right? Um, So if he's healthy and he's willing to take a a pay cut up to the tune of like maybe 8 million and get that number down to like 32 million on, on, as far as a cap hit to where you're actually, he could still be one of, if not the highest paid left tackles in the game. He still helps the club out. I'm not, I don't, I'm not very fond of spending other people's money or just pretending like it's not a big deal for someone else to take a pay cut. I think he's earned that money. And I know there's, I'm probably in the minority because Packer fans see Bach and they go, man, he hasn't played a significant snap in two years. Yeah. But you know, he, he pretty much put his livelihood on the line. He completely trashed his knee
0: Yeah, his in
1: football. Right. So like I don't hold that over someone. I really don't. And you could, you could see it bother him. He tried so hard to continue to come back and it kept swelling, tried again, kept swelling. He's had like, I don't know how many knee surgeries now. So, if Bach decides to retire, thank you for your service. If Bach takes a pay cut and comes back, thank. You, I'm excited about it. Put it, plug him in at left tackle. You got Rashid being your swing tackle. That's a good place to be, right? But also, if he says no, I want every dime I'm due, bro. I think he. I think he deserves it. And, and yeah,
0: you try to. Set I never ask a player. Yeah, I would never ask a player to like, you know, take less. If my job comes to me and say, like, hey, take a dollar less. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> I'm not taking any, any anything less. Um, I think it'll be interesting, like what, what happens with with Bakteri. I love David Bakhtiari; he's uh, awesome. He, I love him know man. beyond I the chugging beers. I know yeah. that I know that I know the chugging beers that that doesn't help on the field, but dang it, I respect it. You know what I mean? I love it. But, uh, I, love it. I know that I, that you you
1: have to get going. Um, you're going to be live over here on uh, Packernet YouTube, is that right? And Facebook. It'd be Packers Total Access or Packer Fan Total Access is the official name now. Um, you can just yeah, if you so su- if you search Packers Total Access on YouTube, you'll see our channel. Uh, that's where we're at. Yeah, you guys hop over there if you want. But if Matt's still live. Hop in there late, man, hanging out, hang out in here with him. I don't know. He's he's liable to get me off the air here and try to fix everything. I just screwed up. So I know, I know how that. No,
0: I'm going to wrap this thing up because uh, my my plan tonight was to have someone smart come on, talk about this thing. But uh, I will When's have, have a lot on? of live streams. No, I'm going to have a lot of live streams this offseason. We got this new thing. I got this little standing desk. It's almost like a bar. We're going to do some fun stuff this offseason. I'll have you come on again. And uh, everyone, be sure to check out the Packers Total Access over there on YouTube. Let's wrap this thing up. Big big thanks to Clayton. Jumping appreciate on this you. thing and uh, kind of like educate me a little bit on our, our new defensive corner. I'm pumped up, bro. You pumped up? I'm fired up. Are you pumped up. up? Can't wait. Let me throw this hat on real quick. You know <laughs> what I mean? Let's go. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I love it. Go back. So go. We are on this thing. I appreciate y'all listening. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, Facebook. And if you're listening... Uh, on the podcast, do all that. And also, check out the podcast, themareimage.com. you find all the links. That was, it fell off. That was embarrassing. That should be a <laughs> shame. If, if my mom's watch, she's like, what's going on here? What, what are we doing? <laughs>